Jesus. Thanks, Stephen. Good morning. I am Lois Darbone. I'm glad to be with you this morning. Shannon is away on a much-deserved vacation with his family, and uh, I'm pleased to have the opportunity to be uh, here with you. So, um, and it's so great to see like people's faces, like on this side, all of your faces, and it's so great to see half of your faces on this side, so, and it's great to see all of you at home. Glad you're with us. Um, I just want to give a big shout out of thanks to our regathering team who has just been so creative. <laughs> they, uh, they've worked so hard uh, to ensure that we can all worship in ways that are comfortable for us and that are safe. And um, I am very, very grateful for that and grateful to be in person again. So as we begin, let's pray. Father, we do thank you this morning that uh, we can gather in your name, that we can come together to worship you, to bring you the praise and honor and glory that you deserve. We thank you uh, for all of those who have led us in worship through music this morning and prayer. Father, uh, in messages to our children, um, we are grateful for all of those you've called to serve in this community in this way. And we ask now, God, that as um, we come to a time of reflection, that you would speak to our hearts and our minds and our souls, God, that, um, that we would be fertile soil to hear what you have for us this morning. We pray these things in the powerful name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, so this is the fourth week in a series uh, it's, we're, we've been looking for the last several weeks at uh, what the leaders of this church have identified as the most important values for our community here. The, those are the things that define like who we really are. And uh, I say we because I've been a part of this community for a really long time, so I am, I am with you in this. Uh, and if you're visiting this morning, uh, or if for some reason you don't consider yourself a part of this community, yet. Um, first, we want you to know we'd love for you to be a part of this community. And then second, uh, don't worry because these messages are really biblically based. Uh, they have something for you also. Um, so don't worry, just listen. All right, so values. Um, I don't know how you feel about that, how that word, you know, it's kind of a little bit of a corporate word or something, but, uh, but it really is important for us to put into words and to review um, what we value as a community. Because these are the things that we're saying, these are the things that God has led us to believe are the most important things to us as a community. Uh, they're the things that help our leaders determine how the church's resources are allocated all of the resources, whatever those are. And they're the things that can guide each of us in this community to know how our own resources perhaps should be allocated. All right, so there are a lot of good things to value, lots and lots of good things in this world. But 
FBCSM has put a stake in the ground and said, these are the five things that are the most important to us, for us as a community. This is where we're going to put our resources. These are the things we're going to be praying for. These are the things we're going to put funding behind. These are the things we're going to pour effort into. And so let's read them together because Shannon loves it when we do this. I don't know if he's going to be listening, but I know that he really, really likes it when we do this. So we're going to read them together. I will start by saying our, our, our overarching phrase for these is, following the Lord Jesus, we strive to. And now let's say them together. Love all people unconditionally. Serve our neighbors generously. Advance God's purposes globally, pour into the next generation intentionally, and cultivate spiritual growth continuously. All right, so today we're on that fourth goal. You've probably detected that from various things that have gone on before I got up here. So uh, we're talking about pouring into the next generation intentionally. And this is actually a little bit hilarious that I am up here doing this because um, it was several months ago when Shannon asked me about preaching and he gave me several dates and I just picked a date based on when I had availability. And um, I had no idea what the topic would be. Uh, I didn't even know if I'd be given a topic. And then, you know, this series started. And so I, sa- I went, oh, we're doing a series. So, you know, I'm looking at the calendar. I'm like, okay, today they're doing love this loved one, and then next week they're going to do serve, and the week after we advance, and then the week after that, which is me, is pour into the next generation intentionally. That's going to be my week. So I just laughed because, of course, that would be what I get. Because if you don't know, I've worked as a youth director in a couple of different churches. I worked in this church as the children's director for a number of years. I've worked as a family pastor in several churches. So Basically, my whole life has been about pouring into the next generation, okay? And I am really, really passionate about it. So if you know me, you know that, that that's a passion that I have, um, something I I just do a lot in my life and I love, and I would love to talk to you about more. So, um, So at this point, you may be kind of bracing yourself, you know, that, oh God, for the next 20 minutes, she's gonna tell us how we should sign up right now to teach Sunday school or to help with VBC or to be a youth leader or a mentor or something. And you know, those are incredible and important opportunities. And it is incredibly rewarding to participate in those things. And all those things are true. And it would be a great idea to do any of those things. Let me just say that up front, especially about the part about helping with VBC because Gladys is really starting to hyperventilate. She, she, needs, she has a lot of things that you could help her with. So, um, but seriously, I mean, these ministries are so much fun and so exciting to be a part of. But I kind of suspect that you already know that. I kind of suspect that you've heard that sermon before. And so that's actually not what I'm going to talk about this morning. Um, And so then you may be thinking, okay, well, if you've seen me up here before, you know that I love to take a passage from Scripture and sort of dissect it. And um, you might be thinking, oh, there, she's, she's going to do that. She's going to go into this Scripture that's going to show how it's the heart of God that this value is really gets to God's heart, how it's a theme that runs through Scripture, how Jesus modeled it. Um, 
how it fits into God's purposes for the world. But Shannon actually preached that sermon on February 28th when he went through the values. And so, and it's a great sermon. If you missed it, I would definitely encourage you to go back and listen to it because it, it is really important that you understand that this value is based on an invitation from God to participate in what he's doing over the course of history. You get to be a part of it. But, but Shannon really already did preach that sermon. So I'm not going to do that this morning either. So even though I would love to, I love delving into scripture. So, all right, so now I've told you things I'm not going to talk about, which is like the weirdest way to start a sermon. So uh, I'm really pretty sure they don't teach that in any preaching class anywhere. So, um, but that's where I'm starting from. So those are things I'm not going to tell you. So, um, but hopefully you are wondering at this point, what exactly is she going to tell us about what it means to pour into the next generation intentionally. Well, what I want to do this morning is break down this value uh, to kind of examine it carefully by the, the three words or phrases that we see in it. Um, so we have pour into the next generation intentionally. So I think it's really easy to say this little phrase, but what does it really mean? As I started to think about it and ponder it, I, I kind of got a lot of questions. I came up with a lot of things I wondered about. So we're going to just start in the middle. So uh, what, is this, what is this next generation? What are we talking about even when we talk about this next generation? Who is that? For some of us, we still think, oh, the next generation is the millennials. People born roughly between 1984 and 1996. But they, or maybe that's you, maybe you're in a millennial, uh, are hopefully well launched at this point. Okay? So um, <laughs> you should be. You're no longer the next generation we're talking about, okay? Um, you were for a long time. We talked about the millennials for a long time, but no more. That is not the next generation. So the next generation after that is called Generation Z. Those are the people that were born uh, between around 1997 to 2010, okay? So these are the preteens, the uh, teenagers, the college age, the maybe just post-college, and they are amazing. They are uh, they're the people that people like me, the people, the baby boomers, the silent generation, the greatest generation. These are the people that we go to when we have questions about our smartphones and our computers. Okay. So, um, yeah, so these people, these, uh, these, this group is wonderful. They're fantastic. Some of the things that are great about them is that they're very socially minded. It's going to be incredible to see what this generation does. They're interested in equity for all people way ahead of a lot of us on that probably. Uh, they're shrewd consumers. They make purchasing decisions that are based on their values. Uh, even when it costs more, they will make the decision uh, based on their value. Uh, sustainability is super important to them. Fair market practices are very important to them. All a lot of great things. Uh, there is, however, a slight downside for this generation because they are often referred to as the most anxious generation. They also uh, self-identify, over 50% of them, it was shown in, a, in one survey, over 50% of them self-identified as lonely, 
lots and lots of reasons for that. I'm not going to go into all that, but, um, but it's pretty heartbreaking, the things that um, this generation is facing uh, due to some of the things they've been brought up with. So, um, so then after Generation Z, of course, comes the youngest generation, the children, right? And those are uh, people, kids, who've been born after about 2010. So they don't really have an official name yet. They might be called the alpha generation. That's been kicked around a bit, because I guess where do you go after Z? You go back to A. Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I was talking to a friend this week, and she said, well, maybe they'll be called the C generation for COVID, right? Generation C. Um, you know, we know this pandemic is going to have a big effect on our kids, right? It's going to shape their worldview. Uh, it's going to result in them developing certain characteristics that they're going to be known for, that's going to kind of define them, right? Uh, it's probably going to do some things deep in their psyche that we can't even anticipate even right now yet. I've talked to a lot of people about this idea, and a lot of people say, oh, children are so resilient. And that is so true that I believe that. But, you know, when you're a child... And when you've lived only a short number of years and you haven't collected a whole lot of data about the church, I mean about the world, sorry, I don't know where that came from. <laughs> you haven't collected a lot of data about the world and how it works. And then a cataclysmic event completely changes your life out of the blue. It's likely going to perceive the way you perceive the world forever. Again, I don't know exactly what that will be, but it's likely to do that. I'm not going to belabor that point, but if, did any of you grow up with a parent or a grandparent who grew up in the Depression? Okay, so you know what I'm talking about, because I had a father who grew up in the Depression. And believe me, he did not see the world in the same way that my friend's parents, who were much younger than my parents, saw the world. My friends got to go on a lot more vacations, a lot better vacations. <laughs> they got new cars a lot more frequently, and they got paid a lot more than 50 cents every time they mowed the lawn, okay? I'm just saying that growing up in the Depression had a big impact on my dad, and he never, ever changed. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, all right, so when we talk about the next generation, here, we're going to be talking about the generation, this generation that includes children, teens, and young adults. I think it's important that we define that, that we know who we're talking about. And we realize that they each have unique challenges as they face today's world, right? Uh, they clearly are a generation that needs pouring into, as all generations do. But this is the one we have now. This is the one we have before us. So, uh, you know, I just want to say, too, if you're here today and you fit into one of those categories, one of those generations that we've talked about, um, first of all, we are so glad that you are a part of this community. And uh, you're an important part of this community. We really value the things that you bring to us. I'm so thankful for all of those people that were up here a little bit ago leading us in worship that fit into these generations, uh, and, and for all of all of the children, youth, and adults who are here. They make our community so much better. Uh, I also want to say that you can be listening for God to speak to you this morning, too, because you're uniquely positioned. You can pour into your peers in ways that maybe people from my generation can't. So 
Uh, so don't tune out. This is for you too. All right. So we've defined those, the parameters of what, who we refer to as the next generation. But then we also kind of need to figure out exactly who we're talking about when we state this as a value of our church. So is this the children, teens, and young adults who are in our, our kids, the, the kids who are here in our church? Or is it the ones who come into our ministries? Maybe they're not a part of our regular, you know, kind of Sunday morning gatherings or whatever, but, but they come into our, our various ministries during the week. Is that who we're talking about? Yes, absolutely, for sure. I mean, God's brought them right to our doorstep, and so we definitely want to pour into them, right? Um, but wait, there's more. Uh, so, <laughs> because it's also got to include the children, youth, and young adults who are out there, right? Because, let's be honest, there isn't a huge number of those generations here. Even on live stream, <laughs> maybe particularly on live stream, I don't know. So don't get me wrong, I think for the size of our church, the number of children, youth, and young adults that we impact is amazing. It, it is a gift from God and all glory to God because um, it continues to amaze me year after year, uh, the numbers of children that we get to minister to here uh, who come to this place. Um, but we need to realize that fewer and fewer families uh, in our culture are becoming a part of church communities. It's not a value parents are, have as much as previous generations. And fewer and fewer young adults see the church as relevant. Uh, I do a fair amount of reading about church trends, and I could quote you a lot of super depressing statistics, but that's another thing I'm not going to tell you about this morning. So uh, you just have to trust me if you really want to know. I could give you some resources to, to read about that. But um, again, I, I suspect you probably know that. Um, okay, so when we talk about the next generation here, we're going to understand that what we're talking about is children, youth, and young adults, both inside and outside of the church, right? All right, so then the question comes up, what does it mean when we say pour into? And that kind of brings up two questions for me. Um, what does it actually mean to pour into somebody? And then what are we supposed to be pouring, right? All right, so first, let's look quickly at what it means to pour into someone. What is involved in pouring into somebody? Well, obviously, uh, the first thing this implies is that there's going to be some effort on our part required, right? Um, it's an active verb, which I love about all of our values. They're all active verbs. They're not passive things. They're not just kind of some statements about good things to believe in, but each of our of our values are uh, calls to action. And so pouring is something that's going to require something of us. It's going to require some labor and some time, right? It's just like if somebody comes to your home and you have a pitcher of iced tea and you offer them a drink, you have to actually pick up that pitcher and pour it, the tea into their glass, right? It's something you do. It takes a little effort. Which leads us to the next question, what exactly are we pouring? And here, you know, it's not iced tea, okay? So uh, we could probably pour lots of things into the next generation. Uh, 
Perhaps the most obvious is that we could pour some knowledge because we know a lot of things that they probably don't know yet, right? We could teach them stuff and stuff that's awesome and helpful and important. See, signing up for Sunday school, teaching Sunday school is not a bad idea, actually. Okay, so um, the other thing we could pour into them is advice. Now, that's kind of closely related to knowledge, but it's different because it's not facts or skills. Advice has more to do with like how to live a good life. We have lots we could pour into them about that, right? Because we've learned a lot of things along the way from all the mistakes we've made, right? So um, we could pour into some advice. Some of those things might include some moralistic lessons and things like that. And those are great things. Those are good things. Knowledge, advice, all those things. Um, But we can actually pour so much more, right? That's of so much more value than just that. And we're actually called to pour a lot more than that. Um, I believe that's what we're really talking about with this value. And I think this is really where the rubber hits the road on this value. Because ultimately, the most important thing that we have to pour out on this next generation is what has been poured into us from God, right? It's an understanding and a communicating of God's deep love that he has for his children, for all of his children. It's a knowledge of his forgiveness and his grace that's been poured out on us through Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. It's the hope we have for the future because of an assurance of God's sovereignty no matter what which is beyond our understanding. And it's that peace we can know deep in our souls that we sang about just a few minutes ago, that that peace in our soul that comes from a knowledge of the goodness of God. So, but here's the deal. You really can only pour out when your own pitcher is full, right? I mean, that's obvious, And, you know, maybe you're here today and your spiritual picture is brimming over and you know God is saying to you, go and pour into the next generation. That is awesome. Do it. Go for it. (laughs) So then maybe, if that's where you are, maybe you're asking the question, well, how? Which kind of brings us to that last part of the value statement, right? How? Intentionally. Do it intentionally. So there's not a formula. I'm not going to give you a formula of how you pour into the next generation. There's no right way, no one right way. But reminding ourselves as a church and individually of this value will help us to live into it. We have to ask ourselves, what could it look like in my life? Because each of us is unique, right? I have unique gifts, you have unique gifts. And based on those gifts and those abilities and our personalities and our life stage, that's going to determine how we do this, how we pour in. But the key is we have to do it intentionally. It has to be purposeful right? Because our lives are busy. They're full. 
We can easily just focus on our own needs, at least I can. If we don't deliberately seek out ways to at least try to do this, it's just probably not going to happen, which is why we have these value statements that we continue to revisit and we continue to say aloud together, right? So I would suggest that you just start by praying. Ask God to lead you and direct you. Ask him to give you some opportunities, some encounters, some relationships. Um, I work with an organization called Q Place that helps people to uh, start groups of people who believe differently to talk together about the Bible. And so uh, it's a, a way to help people to have conversation about the Bible who may or may not have ever even read the Bible. And it's it's incredibly fun. But one of the things uh, that this organization has is something called the Nine Arts of Spiritual Conversations. And, and they're just things that help you to get into conversation with people about spiritual things eventually. And, and they're really simple things, but we've just noticed that they're things that you really have to focus on. And so the first one is noticing. And, uh, you know, we need to notice our younger generations. We need to take time to, to look at them, to, to consider what they're facing, and then to listen to them, to really hear from them what life is like for them, and to ask them questions. And instead of telling them everything, <laughs> maybe pour into them just by listening to them and hearing them and giving them a place to um, be heard. All right, I don't know how God might lead you to intentionally pour into the next generation, but start by praying. I know that that's a really good place to start. You might just want to ask, uh, how could I pour into the next generation? Okay, so I'm just a little distracted because there's a bird <laughs> right here. And <laughs> I just thought I'd acknowledge that because you people in the front are probably thinking like, does she know there's a bird there? <laughs> and why is there a bird there? I don't know. Okay, well... I really hope it doesn't come up here. Okay, um, just, that would just freak me out a little bit. Um, all right, so um, back to pouring into the next generation. Maybe you could even put a post-it note somewhere, like maybe not, it's not in your bathroom mirror where you see it every day, but maybe it's something that you put where you run across it once in a while and it says, uh, you know, how could I pour into the next generation today? And it just kind of reminds you to, to notice to look for those opportunities, right? Well, I hope that um, this kind of short time today has helped you, that this, this little reflection on this value uh, about who the next generation is, what it really means to pour into them, how you might want to consider doing that intentionally, I hope that these things are bringing up some some things in you. I hope it's bringing up some excitement in you because we're invited to participate in something that God's doing. Like he talks about, in the Bible, he talks about the generations all the time. And so he invites us to participate in this thing where faith gets passed down through, from generation to generation to generation. So I hope that you're excited about this value. I think it's the best one, but that's just me.
But, you know, before we end, actually, um, what I want to do is revisit that whole idea that what we have to pour out on this next generation is really all, it's only what we have that's been poured into us by God, right? Because some of you today, as I said, uh, your spiritual picture may be filled to the brim, or at least it might be pretty full, and you, you have a lot to pour out, and that is awesome. But you know, maybe, just maybe, you're here today, and um, your spiritual picture is not exactly overflowing. And maybe as you've listened these past few minutes, you're not even sure that your picture is really very full at all. Maybe you're not sure it's ever been really full. Or maybe your spiritual picture was once pretty full, but it sprung a leak at some point during this pandemic. <laughs> I know mine did. I had, I had a few times that I was just depleted. It was like it just leaked right out. Maybe you're not even sure what's in your picture. And maybe it's just kind of overwhelming to even think about it. Or maybe there's a current situation in your life that's kind of siphoned off your, the things in your spiritual picture. Maybe it's just kind of sucked it right out of you in a pretty violent way that's been kind of traumatic for you. You're pretty sure that you're close to running on empty. I get it. Like I said, I've had my moments. <laughs> and God gets it. He understands that. He knows he knows what's in your spiritual picture today. And he's okay with it. He's not worried about it. <laughs> and he's ready to just meet you there, wherever you are. And he wants to pour into you. And I think he wants to pour into you today. That's the sense, as I've prepared for this message, and I, I searched and searched, you know, like, it was kind of funny, those things I said at the beginning, but it worried me when I was like looking at all these things that I wasn't going to talk about, and I thought, what am I going to talk about? Uh, and I believe God has uh, really led me this morning to give you an opportunity to maybe get your picture a little bit full, to, to let God, to give God an opportunity to pour into you. As I close today, I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes to sit alone with God. Um, we were talking in our Thursday morning Bible study this week about how nice it is to be in the sanctuary. How we, It's good to come into this place, to leave things outside behind and get to come into here and be quiet before God. But sometimes we come in and we don't get to be quiet here. We do. We're doing a lot of things. Um, so I want to just give you a chance this morning to come and, and sit in God's presence. And if you're at home, I hope that you can find a way to do this. Um, I, I know from, at least from my experience, it's kind of difficult when I'm at home to, to make that sort of sacred space, but I hope you can for a couple of minutes with us. Whether your picture is three quarters full or half full or kind of empty or you're not even sure, I just, I invite you to take that to God, to come before him and say, here, here I am.
and know that there's no judgment, there's no condemnation. He understands. He wants to hear from you. He wants to pour into you this morning. And so I'm going to read a passage of scripture, some scripture from Psalm 145. And then I'm just going to sit down just for a couple of minutes. Don't get too uncomfortable. I promise I'll be back. Uh, And I'm going to leave the words of that scripture up on the screen. And I'm going to just invite you to choose a phrase from what's up there. Choose something that kind of resonates with you today. And I invite you to make it into a prayer. Just come before the throne of God and then sort of see what bubbles up for you, okay? And it might be hope. Or it might be fear. Or it might be comfort or conviction. It could be joy. It could be confusion. It could be nothing. It's okay. Whatever it is, I invite you to just take these couple of minutes to explore that. Ask some questions. It's good to ask questions. Speak to God about it and let him speak to you. You might even want to like cup your hands like this in front of you, uh, if that's helpful for you. If it's weird, don't do it. Uh, but if it's helpful for you, cup your hands and just receive what God has to pour into you today. Hear the word of God. The Lord is trustworthy in all he promises and faithful in all he does. The Lord upholds all who fall and lifts up all who are bowed down. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and faithful in all he does. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him.